Hi, Story Seeds podcast listeners. Your host, Betsy Bird here. Welcome to our bonus episode. One of my favorite parts of this job is that I get to talk to all the authors we are featuring on the podcast to get behind-the-scenes scoops on their experiences in writing life. I had a chance to interview Vera Hiranandani, author of The Night Diary, a 2019 Newbery Honor book. She collaborated with 11-year-old Willa Hatcher Fields on Under the Maple Tree. We talked about her immediate connection to Willa and deciding how to name your characters when writing. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Vera. Thank you so much, Vera, for, for talking to me today. This is, this is quite a thrill. My pleasure. A thrill for me, too. Excellent. Well, I have a couple questions uh, for okay. you about the, the time that you spent with Willa. Yeah. So I guess, uh, let's see, how shall I start? Well, let's just talk about Willa herself. Now, Willa had a very specific story idea, down, right down to including the character's name. Yeah, I mean, that it was a really interesting way to work because usually I'm generating all of those things. So, um, so I really kind of, it sort of took the pressure off a little bit. And I was sure. given yeah. ingredients. So, have you ever collaborated with another writer before? I have not. I've done um, some work for hire work back in my early days where you are given kind of characters in a plot. So, you know, I have some experience doing that, but I've never worked with another writer. And you certainly have never collaborated with a kid before. No, no. I, and I've taught, you know, I teach writing classes for young people. So I'm usually helping them write their, you know, realizing their visions. But this was a collaboration that was completely new. Yeah. And that's what I find so interesting about this is that, you know, in some ways it's you're you're kind of working with them on an equal level. You're you're really a you're you're a partner in this. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because kids don't tend to get to partner with real authors all that often, I would say. I would have been pretty excited. So I hope I hope Willa is as she seemed to be and she um obviously was just had a very specific creative mind and she really had a vision of what she wanted this story to be. So I, I felt a little bit like, oh, I hope I can sort of live up to her expectations. Yeah, I wondered if you that was something that you would be worried about. And then when she had like all these ideas and you were writing a story with them, I mean, what was that like for you, basically? I felt like I felt like she gave me enough and not too much, you know, because I, I knew mm -hmm. that I was going to be collaborating. I was going to be sort of trying to take these ingredients and sort of grow them like a seed, right? Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> and grow them and, and into this, you know, full piece. And and I, I, I didn't find the, the details overwhelming. And even her giving me the name... I just kind of started at that place and I, and I thought, okay, so what does that name feel like to me? Who do I see when I say that name? I felt like I had the freedom to just kind of take it and run with it. And I let myself have that freedom while I was writing it. And then, you know, I, I 
had a few doubts creep in at the end. But usually when I'm writing, I kind of give myself as much freedom as I can. Well, I think that's interesting. So the name, in a way, kind of helped you. Yes, it did. It did. Oh. It gave it sort of a certain personality. And um, and I am a little bit of a people pleaser. So, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like I want to do a good job with this. This name is important to Willa. So I want I want to sort of honor that for her. Oh, sure. Uh, when you're writing your own books, do you enjoy coming up with the names? Is, is coming up with the names something you... you- loathe and detest? No, no, no. I think it's one of the most important things a writer does. Um, Mm -hmm. Names are are so incredibly important. And I I think people go on a journey with their name, their first and last name, their whole lives, even if they change their names in whatever way, maybe it's their last name, maybe they, some people change their first name, or they're always called by a nickname. Um, whatever your story is with your name, it's just a undeniable piece of you. And so I think about that when I'm choosing my characters' names. And um, sometimes when I'm working with other writers in a, in a teaching capacity, sometimes people forget to name their characters. And I say, hey, right. you, you have to name them. You can't go on without a name. So, oh, that's so strange to me. The idea that you could write a story and not know the names of your characters. Yeah, you'd be surprised that people will just say he, she for a while. And usually it's a shorter piece, but they they didn't realize they didn't they didn't name their character. Have you ever done a book where you changed the character's name late in the process? Um, yes, definitely. I've, I've changed the characters' names several times um, for different reasons. Sometimes it's um, just an authenticity issue. Sometimes mm-hmm. the character changes. Um, and that's hard, especially the longer I've spent with the character. Um, mm. it, can, it can be a loss in a way. Um, yeah. I actually, for, for the Night Diary, I had to change um, the Nisha's brother's name. Oh. Changing, yeah. So he was um, another name before he came, became Amal. And it was just for certain reasons that changed in the family background. And, um, and so that was hard. But then now it's his name. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> yeah. You, you got used to it yourself, I guess. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think as part of this whole process, you went to Willa's school, the Blue School. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Did it did it help with the story? Did it help with getting to know Willa? Like, uh, what, was that, what was that like? Yeah, I think it helped in both ways because mm-hmm. part of why I connected with Willa and her idea and just the way she explained herself the information I got about her before I met her was that she went to an alternative school and also her, she knew her character. She wanted her character to be homeschooled and Mm -hmm. I wasn't homeschooled, but I, I went to a very um, small creative alternative private school when I was young that was started by my parents' friends. And it really was, it was as free a structured school as it could be, you know, and we just kind of created art and made plays and we were all just one big family. And it was sort of, it was closer to homeschooling than a lot of, um, as far as a school can be. And so I really connected with that idea of having more freedom, um, with how you learn and kind of 
questioning all of that. And so seeing Willa in her school, I felt like these questions are really on her mind. Um, and so that helped me kind of really see where she was coming from and connect yeah. with her that way. That makes sense. Uh, where was this school that you were you, you had when you were a kid? Yes, in Connecticut, actually. Connecticut. Yeah, <laughs> okay. all the way in Connecticut. All um, the way. All the way far away in the in the in Connecticut, um, and it really was. There were like fifty kids in the entire school. There were about eight kids in my class, and we were together for years. Just us eight kids and um it was a pretty unusual situation but it was it sounds it (laughs) and it was amazing and it really I felt like it really um I I just felt like an artist very young in that school and then things really changed when I went to the town public school from fourth to fifth grade and that was a huge change for me so the fact that Willa wanted her saw her character's somebody who was homeschooled that had to go to the public school. I really related to that. I can tell. And uh, that's such an interesting connection. I don't, I know that when you were paired with Willa, that was not something that was known uh, Mm -hmm. to everybody. Right. So what a a lovely coincidence that is. But I guess the experience of going to a new school is, is not, I wouldn't say universal, but it's, it's widely happened to a lot of people. Yes. So it just really depends on how different those schools are. And um, of course, there's always going to be new people and um, new teachers and a new environment. But sometimes it's really new. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So now you left the story at a very interesting place, I would say. So that sort of opens it up for kids to kind of continue it in their ways. What do you hope that Willa and other kids do with this story? Like what directions would you hope they would go with it? Oh gosh, I have, that is completely an open book. I mean, I hope that what I've done is make the characters in the short space real enough where they believe the characters and have a, a very kind of realized sense of those characters enough for the story to have meaning so then their ideas feel meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as where it goes, that that is the adventure. Who knows? And um, I always say, you know, everybody will do their own thing, and that's what's exciting about it. Um, and when I talk to students in the, my writing classes, I always say I could give you all the, uh, the same plot and you would all do something different with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's whatever the the uh, writer wants to do. You know, in your capacity as a writing teacher, uh, it's very interesting to me how that has sort of informed your collaboration with Willow yeah. through this whole process. It's yeah. really cool. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm always learning. And I teach both uh, kids and adults. So it's nice to kind of see what's similar and what's different about different age groups. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. I kind of want to dive into that, but I suppose it's off topic, so I'll I'll shy away from it for now. Can you share any other interesting things or tidbits about your writing process? Like Mm. where you write? Sure. Is there something you eat? Uh, When do you do it? Uh, You know, what what makes it special for you? Sure. Um, Well, I thrive on routine. I think uh, many writers do, and um, and some writers don't. And I envy them that they can just kind of write anywhere in any situation. I am not one of those people. 
Um, so I have an office on the third floor of my house, which is really a converted attic space. And I can see the, I, the tops of the trees. And, um, and it's really, it's comforting, but it's not too, it's like not too nice. It's really just the tops of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be too nice or it's distracting. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. And, um, and I just love, I have to have something, either a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. And when I run out, I take breaks to fill up my cup of coffee or my cup of tea. I can't <laughs> kind of write without something, uh, a nice uh, drink like that. And even in the summer, I'll have a hot cup of tea. And, um, you know, I don't usually eat when I write. And I like to write because that's also distracting. I eat after I write. I take breaks. Mm-hmm. And how long, uh, how long a stretch do you go when you write? I write about three or four hours at a time. I can't really write more than that. And sometimes even just like two hours, I like to kind of write to the point where I feel like, okay, I could write a little more, but I'm just going to leave it right now and sort of leave something um, for myself tomorrow. And I really like to write every day if I can. I mean, there, there are plenty of times with the chaos of life where I can go weeks without writing. But when I'm writing every day, it is just it compounds and it builds on itself and I really get in the pocket that way. And I, I love that feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Can you write on planes? Sometimes if I really have to, but for some, <laughs> if I have to, and I'm on a deadline, I'll force myself and then I'll kind of get into it. But um, some people love that. I find that a plane is like, I'm just not connected to anything going on in my life. (laughs) All I can do is like stare and maybe watch a movie. I don't know what happens to me on a plane, but I am not my most productive. Very interesting. I always, I always get very interested in how people do on planes and airports. You're right. Some people adore that stuff. And then some people just cannot connect. Yeah. I really tune out on planes. So yeah, that makes sense. So what made you want to be a part of Story Seeds? Like, why did you agree to come on the show? Yeah, well, um, I was really fascinated with the idea, and I thought it was a really empowering idea for um, children to sort of have this equal collaboration with published writers. Um, I thought that was really great. I At first, I was worried because I've taught writing to young people that At first, my role, I thought, but aren't I supposed to be helping the young person write their story? You know, I couldn't kind of at first switch that teacher mode. And then I thought about it um, and I, I just wanted to try it and see what the opportunity felt like. And then the moment I was with Willa and we were talking, I just felt like this is a really exciting new process. And I'm really glad that I did it. Cool. Now, you mentioned that you uh, you helped teach kids how to write when you were a kid Mm. did were you a writer at all did I write at all when I was a kid yeah yeah when you were a kid did you did you write um I did all the time I was you know I was one of those creative kids who's just felt especially in my early years at this school just very free I wrote poems I wrote stories I wrote plays it was definitely the way I kind of was trying to figure out who I was and the world around me. I also just, uh, I, mean, I guess I'm a bit of an escapist, you know, just like making up stuff. I have a pretty um, active imagination. And so that was always something that came very natural to me. 
Mm-hmm. Just making. And did you really- did you keep writing or or did you stop at a certain point? No, I I always wrote. I always wrote. Um, wow. And you know, I I mean, you know, you go kind of in and out with the intensity of things, but I really don't remember a time in my life where I wasn't thinking in some way of writing some kind of story. And maybe it was in a slightly different form. Maybe it was a poem. Maybe it was a play. Um, But I've always been thinking about stories, really, Mm -hmm. as long as I can remember. That's great. Now, um, much like superheroes, uh, every writer has their origin story on uh, on how they became a professional published author at some point. What... What, madam, is your origin story? <laughs> um, well, I it's it's a very long and somewhat boring one, but <laughs> um, you know, I went to graduate school for for fiction writing after spending one year out of college working at a real job, and mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh no, not for me! Got to go back to graduate <laughs> school, um, and so I did, and I was in. I was, you know, getting my MFA really young. I was so young. And so I, you know, I thought, okay, I'll get my MFA and I'll become a famous writer afterwards. And I wrote a novel in that program. And then, you know, I I kind of messed with it for a few years after the program. And I thought, you know what, this is my drawer novel. This isn't... um, really what I want to stand by. And then I wrote lots of short stories afterwards and I, I published a few here and there. Um, but I started working in publishing actually at Simon and Schuster. And then I, I was working in the uh, children's department and I was doing a lot of tie in work with like different Nickelodeon properties and stuff. And it was really fun work. Um, but I think just being in the children's department, I, I started thinking a lot more about, writing for children. And I started thinking a lot more about just my own young life and how I could use it to turn it into fiction. And I, so I started writing my first novel there, the whole story of half a girl. And, um, and then I got pregnant with my first child and I left publishing to be home for a little while. And that's when I really dug in to my novel. And I wrote mostly when she was uh, napping and, um, but it took me a few years to then kind of connect with an editor who ultimately didn't buy the novel, but gave me names of agents. And then I found an agent and then, and then things happened. But, you know, we're talking, this is a, over a course of like 20 years from when I was in my MFA program. No, that makes sense. What, what, what year were you at uh, Simon & Schuster? Oh, gosh. Now you're asking me to do math. I'm sorry. <laughs> so well, you say you stopped when your daughter was born. So when was your daughter born? Right. There you go. So my daughter is going to be 16 in November. So a long time ago. It, I mean, I really started working at Simon Schuster already now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like 20 years ago. So, okay. So I was trying to figure out if we might have overlapped, but I yeah. think you probably would have taken off just as I was okay. coming by and doing okay. stuff. Okay. That's fine. I think the, the important part of that story is that you did work with Nickelodeon. So really, that, that's that's the part that's going to stand out. Did you do stuff with SpongeBob? I did, and Dora there the Explorer. You go. And under a pseudonym, I have written many Dora the Explorer books. So, um, Ooh, that's, that's a fun fact. I like that fact. That is a fun fact. So. Yeah. 
That, that's good for children's literature trivia nights. There yeah, exactly. So, oh. and Blue's Clues and all of that. Oh stuff. my gosh, Blue's Clues. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, uh, one last little bit here. So this one, this will sort of come under the umbrella of advice for kids. So when you're working with the kids that are writing their own stories, right, and they get stuck, you know, they, they just cannot go, they feel they cannot go any further. Uh, what do you do to help them get their imagination unstuck? Like, a, like a, is there a muscle stretch exercise for their brains uh, that they might use? Well, I think two reasons that people get stuck, and this is really both for kids and adults, they're either, they're bored, and the connection just wasn't meant to be with their mm-hmm. work. Now, it, you know, the other thing I say is you're not going to always feel incredibly inspired every word you write. You know, sometimes you just have to get to the end, but you still have some drive and some connection. So maybe it's because you need to move on and think of something new. But the other thing that I think can get people stuck is you don't know where your story is going. And that can really feel sort of overwhelming and it makes you feel like you want to give up. So I think that that's a signal that you may want to sort of plan out your story more. And that's where you start to look at plot and what could happen. So um, I always try to get whatever writer I'm working on to start thinking about plot. That to me is a signal that can unstick you, and and it usually works. It usually works. Oh, that's a really <laughs> good piece of advice there. Wonderful. Well, Vera, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Well, folks, that's all for today. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast streaming platform so you can tune in as soon as our newest episodes drop. If you have a stellar story seed and want to be on the show, email us at storyseeds at literarysafari.com. You can also call our hotline at 646-389-5153 and leave a voicemail telling me all about it. Find us on Instagram at storyseedspod and visit our website www.storyseedspodcast.com for behind-the-scenes pictures, to join the Story Seed Society, and so much more. Credit to Matt Boynton and Anya Jeshik of Ultraviolet Audio for the sound mixing, design, and score of our bonus episode. Our theme music is composed and performed by Andrew Van Weingarten. And I am your host, Betsy Bird. Story Seeds is a literary safari media production. On Story Seeds, you're in control of your destiny. Adventures you design where your dreams can grow. A little more each time on Story Seeds.